Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you're having a great day and enjoying the Lord and His blessings today. He's given us a beautiful day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. We are live in studio, and the heart and the purpose of Calvary Live is for you to be able to call in and ask questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life and prayer requests. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. Love being able to talk about real things. Maybe you, you find yourself uh, weighted down with a problem or a difficulty or the uh, there's a section of scripture that's really uh, been troubling you or that you have a question about. We'd love to be able to talk with you. We'll go to God's Word together. I will go to God's throne room together in prayer. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I want to highlight a section in Ephesians chapter 1 uh, this afternoon. Paul is praying for the church of Ephesus. He spent uh, the first few paragraphs in his letter talking about the riches of Christ, of our position in Christ. And he really wants this truth to go from their heads to their hearts. So he begins to pray it in. And a lot of times the way that we experience God's grace is through prayer. People praying for us that the reality of Christ uh, would be known in our lives. And one of the things that he prays for the church of Ephesus is this, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. He's praying, church of Ephesus, I want you to know what was the hope of his calling, Christ's calling, and the riches of his inheritance in the saints. And so what was the hope of Christ's calling? It was inheriting his bride. Jesus was suffering upon the cross and he was looking forward to what he would inherit, and that's us. And then the riches of inheritance in the saints, of, of all the things the Father could give to the Son, he gives us as believers to the Son. We're, we're the bride of Christ. And this speaks of how much God values us, how much God loves us. And as you're listening today, driving down the road or at work, or at home, uh, I want you to be encouraged uh, with the love of Christ, to be affirmed in uh, Christ's love for you, and that you would know uh, the riches of his grace and, and the hope of, of his calling. So once again, you're listening to Calvary Live. We are live in studio. The number is 303-690-3000. All of our lines are open. The heart and purpose of uh, this show is for you to be able to call in and ask questions about the Word and things that are going on in your life. I uh, love being able to talk about real things, being able to pray together. The number is 303-690-3000. Also love getting texts. It's a great way uh, to participate in the show. If you've got a question, you've got a prayer request, uh, you've gotten some 
difficult news today, you can pick up your phone and send me a text at 720-336-0897. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. All of our lines are open, and if you have a question on your heart and your mind, or there's a particular doctrine or a situation that's going on in your life or you need prayer, maybe for a while you've been like, man, this is a question that's been on my heart and mind. I'd love to be able to, to ask a pastor. Feel free to call in. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. All of our lines are open. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. We'd like to invite you to our services here at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. We're at Austin Bluffs and Academy, right in the center of the, the city. Our services are Saturday night at 6 and Sunday morning at 9 and 11. We have youth ministry, children's ministry, and we're currently going through the book of Ephesians. We'd love to have you join us. We also have a, a, a campus in Ellicott on the eastern part of, of the city out on Highway 94 that meets on Sunday mornings at 930. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. This is a great time to be able to call in uh, with your questions, your prayer requests. All of our lines are open, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text, uh, 720-336-0897. been meditating today on Ephesians chapter 1. And Paul is in prison and he's praying. And we see the prayer life of the Apostle Paul uh, wasn't something that was on the back burner. Uh, if I get time, I'll pray. But it was a real passion and priority of Paul. And in his letters, he always encouraged the churches that he was praying for them uh, because he believed in the power of prayer. And God is listening to your prayers. And, and maybe you have a, a loved one uh, that you are interceding for that God would intervene in their life. God hears uh, those prayers. So it's quite an encouragement from Ephesians uh, chapter 1. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. I want to welcome our listeners on the East Coast in Pennsylvania and Maryland and New Jersey. Thank you for listening on Hope FM. Pray that you're blessed and also like to welcome our listeners here in Colorado on the Front Range and into Wyoming as well. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also a text is a great way to be part of the program 7203360897 the number to call 3036903000 as you're listening today, I hope that you're encouraged in the Lord, that God is meeting you with his peace, with his presence, with the faithfulness of his uh, promises. And so we're, we're so thankful for God's uh, work and what he's doing uh, in, in our lives. So 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I'm sure some of you are feeling that leading and that tugging to, to call in, and I know it's a big step to, to make that phone call, but without you calling in, we don't have a show. And so uh, uh, feel free to call in if you do have a question or you've got a, a prayer request. Uh, the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text 
720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Carl and Golden. Carl, welcome to the program. Hi, hi. How you doing? Uh, hey, Carl, you're kind of breaking up there on me a little bit. Okay. Um, hello now. Yeah, I can hear you a little bit better. Let's let's go ahead and see if we can make a connection. Uh, let me move around. Okay, how's that? Yeah, that's a lot better. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So, my church is looking for a new head pastor. Um, so we and we have a outside organization helping us find them uh, a pastor. And we okay. did a survey online and asked some really good questions. And I talked to one of my pastors at the church. Uh, Coming with him weekly and talked to him about different things. Um, and we were, we were talking about teaching the Bible and. He's talking like I. I told him how I really, you know, loved verse by verse Bible teaching, doing a book at a time, or do, dive into a book. Um, and he he talks about like our our church does uh, topical preaching all the time, and mm-hmm. uh, he talked about like how it's good, but you can't find verse by verse teaching. It's not it's not biblically supported. It's, you don't see it in the Bible, and also you, you can miss the message of the gospel. But yet, whenever I listen to Calvary Radio or listening to Someone's uh, Bible teaching from Calvary, uh, Calvary Church. They always tie in with every sermon with a verse by verse Bible teaching. So, in terms of teaching the Bible, uh, can you give me your reasons why you prefer verse by verse teaching, or what you prefer when you teach the Bible or preach? Yeah, um, you know, Paul, uh, when he was talking uh, to the Ephesus elders in. Uh, Acts chapter 20, he said, I didn't neglect uh, to give you the whole counsel of God. Um, and so we see that in Paul's ministry that he wanted to to make sure to share all of God's word uh, uh, with people. Um, we also see Paul writing to Timothy and he says that that all scripture uh, is inspired by God and is, is profitable uh, uh, to us. And so it, it makes sense to me uh, to study all of God's word and to study books of the Bible uh, in their context. Uh, and so, you know, if, if I were to write a letter to someone or, or write a book, it makes sense to, to begin on page one. So in, like the book of Ephesians, it makes sense to uh, begin in chapter one, verse one, and to to go through uh, the, the entire book. And I think that the gospel is is throughout the scriptures, and so um, you know you can always uh, point back to the gospels as you're teaching through books of the Bible. And um, you know, at the end of um, each message, I, I make a point to share share the gospel. Uh, and so I think um, having the gospel in your messages is, is a choice that can be included. In a topical message or an expositional message, um, uh, it's a choice not uh, made by the pastor whether to include the gospel or not. Um, so, uh, you know, my main main reason is uh, I believe God's given it all to us, and I, I want to try to share the Word of God in entirety uh, with God's people. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. 
You know, having said that, I know that there, you know, churches do choose a topical method. And if the messages are coming from the word of God, that's the important part. You know, God honors his word. Um, and so if they're sharing and preaching and teaching uh, the, the, the word of God, uh, you know, there's there's a benefit and a value to a topical message as well. I wholeheartedly believe in the expositional uh, approach, uh, but I know healthy churches as well that that teach God's Word and stand wholeheartedly on God's Word and they're they're teaching um, uh, more topical messages. Okay, so what do you think of uh, um, pastors and preachers who, the one thing I've noticed, and I I used to watch a multitude of different uh, pastors and teachers, and uh, ones that would do topical preaching, but the way that they would do the preaching is set up is, is always kind of almost like like a life coach. So they're, they're teaching on some sort of, like getting healthier in some sort of way, like working on habits or establishing habits, and then they go to the Bible to like point that out. What do you think of that type of preaching, where it's almost like they're being like a life coach, and they're trying to be like a Christian life coach, and they go into the Bible to pull out verses for their points? Yeah, whether a message is verse by verse or topical, what is to me a non-negotiable for pastors is let the Bible speak. You know, let the let the text speak. So if if I'm teaching one verse, te- teach that verse and what is what does the verse mean um, uh, and interpret it correctly. Don't just you know grab a verse and then talk about whatever you want to talk about or um you know just just use a verse to try to support uh something that you want to preach on but let the word of god dictate the message does that make sense so yeah. so say for instance i were doing a topical message on forgiveness you know even though it's topical i want to be declaring what god says about forgiveness not what i think or what society thinks or what's you know uh the self help the self help view of forgiveness I, that that's not the job of a pastor the job of a pastor is you know this is what god's word has to say about forgiveness so i think that's the most important thing for pastors in a healthy church is is are they preaching the word and letting the word dictate the message or are we letting our opinions dictate the message? And that error can be made in any style of teaching. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, great. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well God, God bless you, Carl. I'll be praying for your church. Yeah. All right. Well, well, well thanks, Eric. Yep, you bet. Take Goodbye. care. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. Uh, the number here is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Jason on line two in Greeley. Welcome to the program. Hey, hey, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm blessed. Uh, Good. I just, I had a, just a couple of questions. Um, I've been reading, um, uh, some, uh, you know, what they call rapture passages, and um, it, uh, like I think Second uh, Thessalonians two three, and um, and how it's, you know, I'm a member of Calvary Chapel. I know we have the uh, pre-trib, we teach the uh, pre-trib uh, rapture, right. and um, yeah, and it seems, you know. Just kind of been, yes, not really troubled me, but it just kind of seems that uh, um, it it kind of makes it obvious, like when 
uh, you know, Paul talks about the gathering, uh, we're gathering together uh, with the Lord, and uh, it says, uh, you know, that day won't happen until, like, the man of sin is revealed, and, uh, you know, which is, I guess, I'm assuming the Antichrist, and um, I've heard it's kind of taught, you know, I've heard people say, you know, well, uh, I'm looking for Jesus and not for the Antichrist, and and uh, me too, I am too, but, um, yeah. uh, you know, I'm just kind of getting maybe uh, a little confused on, yeah. uh, you know, just kind of, you know, people have all these different, you know, opinions of when, uh, when it will be, and, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to see what, you know, what you had to say, yeah. uh, if there's any yeah. other passages. I know Jesus talks about it in Matthew 24. And, uh, yeah. I think, I I yeah, I think it's a great, it's a great question. And I, I think that, uh, it's important to, you know, obviously hold our positions in humility because it is a yet a future event. And I do hold to the pre-trib, uh, view. Um, another passage to kind of look at is first Thessalonians, uh, four and five, um, where Jesus, uh, Paul describes, uh, for the rapture for us in, in chapter four, uh, and then in chapter 5 and verse 9, he says, For God doesn't appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord uh, Jesus Christ. And in the context of the two chapters, uh, it's talking about uh, the rapture and the tribulation. Um, and one of the main reasons I, I hold to that pre-tribulation rapture view is is uh, the tribulation is called the wrath of the Lamb. And then in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 9, it says that God hasn't appointed us to wrath, but uh, to uh, uh, salvation. And then when you read about uh, the rapture of the church in chapter 4, it says, therefore comfort one another uh, with 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 these words. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to... You know, how much comfort is it uh, to a believer of you know you're going to go through the tribulation and then sure, sure. I you you you'll, you'll be raptured. So I think that the pre-tribulation seems to fit fit the text there. Um, and then one other uh, big consideration for for me is is Jesus taught us to be waiting uh, in expectation that he could return at at any moment. Um, and right. if yeah. it if Amen. it were a mid-trib or post-trib view, Jesus couldn't come today for the church because we know the tribulation hasn't started. Uh, we know that third temple hasn't been built. Um, and, and so, uh, we were, we, we couldn't w- with any kind of confidence say, well, well, Jesus could come this afternoon. He could come th- this evening. And so for me, the, the pre-trib revelation uh, rapture view is the only one that allows for the imminent return of Christ. Uh, having said all of that, there's a lot of people that uh, really love the Lord and really uh, study the Scripture that come to a different conclusion. Um, and, and so I, I respect that you know people have have different uh, views of of when the rapture may uh, take place. And, and ultimately, we want to make sure that that charity, that love. Uh, is the forefront in this discussion to where if if there's a believer that's post-trib or mid-trib or pre-trib that we're able to keep the gospel as the center and you sure. know, a view of you know and make sure that it doesn't become a, a dividing issue but yeah those are definitely. a few few of my thoughts I don't know if that's helpful at all yeah I've, you know I've heard you know you 
hope for pre and plan for post kind of, you know, for the, yeah. uh, and, uh, great. Well, thank you. So Just here's the thought. Thing. Um, I've been looking before, at before we go to and I've noticed a couple okay. of, uh, like repetitive, um, um, verses where it kind of talks about like, you know, the mountains and, uh, the islands moves out of their place. And it talks about that in a couple locations, and it kind of talks about like the fall of Babylon being, uh, and then it talks about that in two different locations. Um, is, do we look at a revelation in like a linear uh, perspective, or can it be kind of, uh, you know, is that, I mean, will Babylon fall twice, and like all the mountains be moved twice, or are they, is it kind of describing like the same? Uh, maybe the same events like under a different light you know uh yeah yeah i think i think the fall of babylon is describing the the same event uh in in different lights you know and so when we look at the fall of babylon at least my understanding uh is it it's a it's a one time not not a twice um right so yeah um yep you know that would be you know it's like uh uh, in Revelation 14, it speaks about it. I think it's like 14.8, and then in Revelation 18.2, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, So, yeah, I was just kind of wondering if, uh, like, is it in succession, the uh, uh, seals, trumpets, and then the bowls, um, you know, seven, seven, and seven, or can it be, uh, would they be, like, coinciding, you know, uh, Right, I, I think one one leads to the next. Um, it it okay. seems like uh, they they aren't co coexisting. Uh, uh-huh. It does seem like they're more like dominoes. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Well, that's great. Thank you. Great much. questions. God bless you, man. Yeah. God bless you too, Jason. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three to Bob and Cheyenne. Bob, welcome to the program. Bob, are you still there? All right, looks like we lost Bob. Uh, let's... Uh, go to some text questions that have come in today. Uh, one of the text questions is, what is the role of a prophet uh, today? Uh, and we do see uh, in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, God uh, granting uh, the office of the prophet, um, uh, where he says, pastors, uh, teachers, uh, evangelists, and, and apostles, um, and I just want to grab that section of scripture and and read it, um, and then we'll talk about uh, the role of a, of a prophet. So this is in Ephesians chapter four. Um, hang on just a second. Verse ten it says, "He who descended is the one who eat." 
ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some to be apostles, uh, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. So I think the role of a prophet uh, today is to speak forth the word of God. Part of the the role of a prophet was to to speak forth uh, the word of God uh, in power. But the, the role of a prophet doesn't trump the word of God or doesn't have the ability to, to speak for God. Um, we see in the news this week uh, the Mormon church electing a new prophet. And one of the things that the Mormon church uh, teaches is that the prophet can speak for God, that uh, if he declares this is a word from the Lord, uh, that's held on the same value as as the written word of God, and that that's not the case. Uh, we see that God has revealed His counsel through uh, the Word of God, and prophets today speak forth the Word of God, uh, but they don't trump uh, uh, God's God's word. Um, so hopefully that helps. Thanks for sending in that uh, text question. Another text question that has come in says. Uh, Hey, Pastor Eric, if you could take a moment, please pray for the government, uh, specifically with the impending government shutdown this evening, the tens of thousands of government civilians who are unsure if they will have a job tomorrow. Absolutely. Let's pray pray together. Father, uh, we thank you that in uncertain times that you remain certain and you remain unshakable. And we, we do lift up our government, pray that they could come to an agreement and they could put uh, the people of the country first and that you give them wisdom and allow them to have breakthroughs. And we pray for all of uh, uh, the government employees, um, Lord, that are, are looking at uh, what's going to take place with their job, that you would give them peace and that you would provide for them. And ultimately, we pray that our country would turn back to you. And so, Lord, we we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Another text question has come in. Uh, Hi, Pastor. A quick question. Will we be able to have babies during the tribulation period? Uh, God bless. I I do think so. There's no indication in Revelation uh, that uh, people would stop being able to to have children. Obviously, it'll be a very difficult time. um, But but yes, there still will be the ability to to have children. It's a, a great question. Another text question that has come in says, I was raised in a church that taught out of the King James Bible. Now I teach, now I attend one that teaches out of the New King James. Is the New King James a perversion of the word or am I okay to switch to the New King James uh, Bible? This is a great uh, question. And yes, the New King James is a very uh, reliable translation and it's not a perversion of the word and you're uh, completely free to be able to switch from King James to uh, uh, New King James. Uh, in no way is it inherent or, or in no way is it um, uh, something that you can't trust or, or be willing to uh, receive. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you guys for all these text questions. Uh, these are great. Keep them, keep them coming. Uh, another text has come in, but I need prayer for employment. Uh, my name is Freddie and Traveling Mercies uh, to Nebraska. Absolutely. Father, we thank you for this listener uh, and as they need employment. Lord, we're very dependent upon being able to have jobs and income and pray that you would provide. Uh, Lord, provide a, a job that's going to meet their needs um, and, and give them wisdom of what doors to, to walk on. Give them favor. Uh, just like you uh, did with Joseph, Lord, I just pray that you would raise them up. Pray for Traveling Mercies.
overseas as they head to Nebraska this time of year, that you would keep them safe and watch over them and protect them and just allow them to to feel your presence uh, as they travel to and from uh, Nebraska. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. I hope you're having a great afternoon as you're driving down the road or at home or at work. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. If you've got questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life, feel free to give me a call, 303-690-3000. Would love to be able to get in the Word together and go to God's throne room together. Also, if you have a text, a a text is a great way to be part of uh, today's program. You can text me 720-336-0897. Again, that text number is 720-336-0897. And the number to call in is 303-690-3000. Again, this is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. You're listening to Calvary Live. We're going to go to a quick break. Please stay with us and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. So glad that you're listening and joining in on today's program. Hope that you're doing well. The number is 303-690-3000. Let's go to line one to Chris in Denver. Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you. I um, appreciate you taking my call. Uh, Matthew 22:11. Um, if you could read that for me just to refresh, because I don't want to mis-ask my question. Okay. Um, yeah, you bet. Uh, But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who didn't have on a wedding garment. Okay. Is the wedding garment the Holy Spirit? I think that the wedding garment is Christ's righteousness. Um, When we see Isaiah 61, verse 10, it says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he's clothed me with the garments of salvation. He's covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. So I think that the garments there are are pointing to the righteousness of Christ that's given to us, uh, imputed to us when we receive Jesus by faith. So uh, speaking that they're they're unbelievers uh, basically that they they didn't they haven't trusted Christ for salvation and in result they didn't have they weren't robed in Christ's righteousness. Right. And would that include the Holy Spirit because if you have uh, Christ Christ in you and you have his righteousness wouldn't you have to have the Holy Spirit? Yeah, you would. You definitely would have the Holy Spirit as a believer. Um okay. you know uh, so I, yeah, that's obviously included as a believer, but okay. you know when it. But I think as the wedding garments, uh, 
and then with Isaiah, it's a pretty clear indication right. that it's emphasizing Christ's righteousness. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Okay, yes, and that's yeah. why he was tossed out to our outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, yep. Okay, thank you so much for taking my question. Thanks Thanks for the call, Chris. Oh, God bless you. I have you. one more question, uh, okay. if I could real quick. Um, you know the, the books like uh, Jesus Calling and Jesus Always? Okay, uh, I'm not familiar with they're, those. They're, oh, they're devotionals. Anyway, um, well, if you haven't uh, uh, read them, then anyway, I guess asking the question wouldn't um, help you out. Anyway, I appreciate you taking my call. Okay, well, God bless you, Chris. Thanks for calling. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. That number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to Diane in Denver. Diane, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you. Um, I have a, a question and a prayer request. Um, um, you just took a, a text about uh, whether the New King James is okay to read, but... Uh, I was wondering what what translations would you absolutely stay away from? Yeah, you know, I, the the ones that I kind of stay with. Maybe that's an easier way to to answer the question. I think like New King James, uh, the King James, uh, New American Standard, the ESV um, are all. Uh, translations that I, I really trust and feel uh, really hold to uh, the, the the original uh, uh, text you know like once when, when a person's reading the message it's it's a paraphrase and it um, you can't hold it to the same place as uh, uh, some of those other tra- translations so it still has value to read but more in the devotional category um, but uh, then to it's not a word for word translation, uh, if that makes sense. Um, and, and so, but if you kind of stick with those, the, the, the new King James, the, the ESV, King James, new American standard, those are all great. What does ESV stand for? Uh, it's English standard version, ESV. Yeah. Uh, is the new living translation, Okay, I I've read some, but I know, I realize it's it's more uh, uh, just how how good is the New Living Transla- Translation? You know, I don't know a, a ton about the New Living Translation. Um, you know, I haven't done a lot of research uh, on it. Um, I've read it from time to time as well. And I, I think it's a it's a it's a good translation as you're reading devotionally. And then if you want to do more in depth study, I would go back to some of those other translations. Okay, all right. Um, and I have a prayer request for my husband. Yeah, his, his name is Kurt. He um, has been out of work. I think since about June. He's he just turned sixty, so he's um, he lost a job because of a rotator cuff. Um, hmm. problem. He's done metal. He's done hard labor most of his life, and and mm-hmm. he can't do that anymore. So he's kind of recreated himself and and started uh, his own little business. But uh, and as well as he's looking for work in what he did hmm. before, but he's not finding work 
not finding work and not getting any business either. So um, okay, yeah. Well, let's pray. Yeah, and his name's Carl. Kurt. Kurt. Okay. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's pray. Father, I just lift up Diane and Kurt to you, and Lord, we just uh, pray for provision, that you would provide work for Kurt, and Lord, if it's in his old uh, field and profession, Lord, or if it's in, in, in a new field or in this, this business that he's starting, Lord, but we know you created all things, you own all things, and Lord, would you open up for him uh, doors of opportunity uh, to, to be able um, uh, to, to provide for his family. So would you encourage, encourage Diane and Kurt and minister to them in a special way? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, you I really appreciate this um, this station and and all of your teaching of all of your uh, all of the pastors. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Goodbye. Bye bye. You'll send a Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is three zero three six nine zero three thousand. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Katie in Greeley. Katie, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Happy Friday. Yeah, yeah to you as well. <laughs> um, Pastor, I had a follow-up question on, um, there was a question earlier about prophets today. Uh-huh. So I assume the way that you answered it, that there is still an allowance for prophesying to take place nowadays. Uh huh. And so I guess my question is, I had read a prophecy, oh, early last year, and um, I've been waiting to see, see if it was going to take place. It isn't anything, it wasn't anything that certainly was um, going against God's Word or anything, it was mm-hmm. kind of like just uh, added information of, of what to kind of see happening here soon. And it, it seems as though it's treading down a pretty positive path, and I I guess I just wondered if prophesying, prophesying nowadays, if it comes to pass, is that then a true prophet? Or I don't know how to look at that. Well, I always get leery, and my guard goes up when someone considers themselves a prophet today, um, because we know that the Holy Spirit will move through prophecy, um, and and many times that's going to be foretelling the word, declaring the word in power. Sometimes it's going to be foretelling the future, um, uh, but it's always for the glory of Christ and the edification of the church, and it just seems like in this uh, so-called office of a prophet, there's been a lot of abuse, uh, you know, a lot of, yeah. for lack of better terms, kind of charlatans that are using this title and claiming prophet to to really rip people off and deceive people. So I think um, one thing we know, just similar to to the, the others listed in Ephesians 4 of, of pastor, teacher, evangelist you know that that it needs to be operating in humility and and Christ servant style uh, leadership um, and so really looking at the fruit of someone's life and and are they uh, pointing to Christ um, and glorifying on Christ or are they trying to get money or 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 those those types of things but that there is the 
time in a, a local fellowship and with believers where the Spirit will move and someone will give a word of prophecy, um, you know, and we're to test that and make sure it lines up with Jesus in the word and just wait to see if it if it takes place, you know. But if then they go around uh you know, carrying a, a prophet mantle pointing to themselves. It's like, ah, oh, well, wait a second. So I, I don't know if that kind of makes sense. Um, but it sounds like you're, you've got a really healthy perspective. You kind of just wait and see and uh, make sure it lines up with scripture and see if it comes to pass or not. Right. It, okay. That That's a perfect answer. Um, I didn't know what all I needed to be looking for. Those things that you mentioned certainly uh, came to mind, and and all in it, it appears that, you know, everything so far that I've heard or seen on it has been certainly pointing to um, Christ and um, our faith and enrichment and, and all of those things. It just, I found mm-hmm. it to be very interesting, and I wanted yeah. to kind of keep following it and see if, if more and more of this is going to come to pass, but then on the other hand, I thought, well, if it doesn't meet the uh, biblical criteria, then I wasn't even going to waste any time following right. it anymore. So yeah, yep. All right. Well, thank it, you. It so sounds much. like you're on the right track. God bless you, Katie. Thank you, Pastor. Bye bye. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Also, you can send a text at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Bonnie on line one in Pennsylvania. Bonnie, welcome to the program. Yes, uh, Pastor Eric, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my my question is, um, I have been dealing with a, quite a number of grieving situations and a lot of uh, losses in our family. Okay. And, and I've noticed that I've, um, I somewhat feel disconnected. From I don't okay. have the 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 joy to to get in and seeking God's word and, and getting to know Christ better. I feel I don't feel separated from Him, but I feel disconnected. Is is that a, something that may be a normal part of the grieving? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, in times of my life of of, of great loss and grieving, I, I went through seasons of of feeling disconnected from from the Lord. Uh, I, I knew He was there, and I believed that He was there, uh, and, but yeah, I wasn't necessarily uh, emotionally experiencing a, a connection. You know, and I I think that in those times, uh, it's important to. Uh, remember in our in our faith there will be moments where we definitely feel connected and there's other times where we'll feel disconnected but yet we hold on to God's promises based on on who he is not not based upon how how we may be feeling um, but if it's any comfort to you I I think that that is a completely normal uh, response or result of grief um, is that we we do feel uh, go through a season of feeling uh, disconnected, uh, and we we see that with the Psalms and, and Lamentations. You know, I would encourage you to read the Book of Lamentations uh, in the Old Testament because Jeremiah is gre- grieving and really broken, and is is kind of going through this this all those emotions and those feelings of of God. Uh, where are you? Um, and so I, I think you're in good company. I, I certainly do appreciate your your direction there. 
And, uh, Can I pray for you, Bonnie, and pray that God continues to comfort you during this this time of grief? Please, I, I would be yeah. it would be appreciated. Okay. Father, I thank you so much for Bonnie, that she's your child and that she's your daughter. And Lord, we thank you that you are with her um, and for your promise that you never leave us or forsake us and that you're the Father of mercy and the God of all comfort. And God, would you walk with her in a special way uh, through this and continue to comfort her heart. And may she rest a little easier this afternoon, uh, Lord, knowing that as we do go through grief, that, that our emotions go all over the, the map and we do go through times of, of feeling disconnected from you um, and that you remain faithful, Lord. And and I, I pray that you would heal her broken heart, that you give her encouragement and hope um, and just meet the needs of this particular situation. And uh, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Eric, and God bless you and your program, your team. Thank you so much. God bless you too, Bonnie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for joining me. We do have all of our uh, lines open. You can give me a call at 303-690-3000. Also, if you'd like to send a text, you can do that as well at 720-336-0897. I want to take some texts that have come in. Uh, can Christians be attacked by evil spirits? Yes, uh, you can uh, be be attacked and oppressed by evil spirits. As believers, uh, we can't be uh, possessed by an evil spirit where an evil spirit coming living inside of us, uh, but we can uh, be be attacked uh, by by evil spirits. And we're told in the the book of James uh, in, in James chapter four uh, to submit to God and uh, to resist the enemy, and he will flee uh, from us. And uh, so I would just encourage you that God is with you um, and and to submit to the Lord, to resist uh, uh, the enemy through the power of God's might, and, and the enemy will flee. So I want to just uh, lift up uh, uh, this uh, prayer request before the Lord. Lord, and as this um, listener is going through this spiritual attack, I just pray that you would encourage them. We thank you, Jesus, that your name is the name that's lifted above every every other name. And Lord, you've already defeated Satan. And so Lord, would you protect them and bless them and allow them to stand strong in the power of their might and and that you would cause the enemy to flee from them. So would you would you bless them in Jesus name? Amen. Uh, this next text is uh, similar. Uh, it says, I need prayer on my mind, just spiritual attacks. I just want to be uh, free from it and I want to pray for you as well. And I'd encourage you to get into the word right now and to to quote the word, to say the word out loud. We know when, when Jesus was attacked by Satan, he, he said the word of God uh, out loud. And uh, there, there's power in the word of God. There's power in prayer. We want to rally around you in prayer right now. Lord, we thank you and praise you that we can come uh, together as brothers and sisters in Christ and uh, for uh, our, our our fellow Christian, our fellow brother, our fellow sister in Christ that's being attacked, especially in the area of the mind. Lord, we just pray for the helmet of salvation that would guard their mind and their thoughts would be filtered through salvation, that they're your child, that they're going to heaven. Uh, and Lord, that you would strengthen them through the power of your might and that the enemy wouldn't have victory in their lives, that you'd meet them in a special way. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Some great uh, questions that are uh, coming to us uh, via text. Thank you guys for sending these. 
says, blessings, Pastor Eric. Does God tempt us or is tempta- is, is temptation uh, of Satan? So so God doesn't tempt us. And we're told that in James chapter 1. Uh, James uh, chapter 1 clearly states that, that God will not uh, tempt us. Uh, and let me just read that uh, to you. Um, says, let no one say, this is James 1, 3, that I'm tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself uh, tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. So uh, the reason that we're tempted is our own sinful flesh and the enemy, but it's not our good, loving, heavenly uh, Father. So hopefully that uh, clears some things up uh, as well. Let's go to line one, back to our phone lines, uh, to Adam in Longmont. Adam, welcome to the program. Hello. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm very good. Always better than yesterday. Hey, that's good. Yeah. It's a good perspective. So, yeah, I just it, it's better. It's a good way to plant a seed. Anyways, um, so my question um, is not, not necessarily so much about the Bible, but it is seeking biblical advice. You see, okay. I'm uh, married, happily married, and I have a son, and he's five years old, and he's a strong-willed okay. child. He's been written up three times in the past three days for... Um, he, he's basically hurting kids. He's pushing kids, and he's hitting girls, and I make it very, very... He, he doesn't even hear me swear. I have a very good household, and um, I have a very good attitude. I... Actually, my wife actually loves my attitude. But anyways, we don't even have a TV in the house. I have no idea where he's learning how to act like such a spoiled brat. Um, I've taken all his. I've tried taking some toys away. I've taken all his toys away. I've tried spanking him, um, and I only spank him whenever he physically hurts someone. And I feel like that's actually quite justifiable. The Bible says, "Spare the rod and spoil the child." But. I'm sick of spanking him, like straight up, I've spanked him three days in a row, and I told him yesterday, I'm like, son, I'm sick of spanking you, I don't like spanking you, you're making me do it, and I really don't like it. I, is it what can I do for a child that is blatantly um, rebellious, but he's only five, and yeah. he's quite cognitive, too, he's incredibly astute for his age, it's kind of, it's actually a little bit perplexing. Okay. Well, let me share some just encouragement from from God's word uh, in in Hebrews chapter twelve. Uh, it says, uh, "No chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have uh, been been trained by it." And you know, in in instructing and training. Uh, encouraging our kids um, it's a long process um, and, and especially in those in those younger years uh, there can be just repeated uh, disobedience and, and continuing to meet that disobedience with loving instruction and and correction and, and I would just encourage you in endurance you know don't don't give up and over time uh, you know God says that it's going to yield uh, good fruit uh, to those who who are who are trained uh, by it. And our, our children, you know, test our endurance in this, you know, like, are, are we committed to a long haul of loving instruction and correction? I know for me, for when I was a child, I definitely uh, tested my, my parents in this. And so I would encourage you, you know, in Revelation 12, 11, uh, and also in Ephesians, uh, it Paul writes to us as parents, um, and uh, he encourages us uh, in, in Ephesians chapter uh, 5, let me get over there in, in my Bible. 
Ephesians chapter 6, excuse me, uh, in verse 4, it says, And fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in training and abnimition of the Lord. And so, uh, you know, the training part is the instruction. You know, as as we're giving the discipline and the loving correction, to also take the time to instruct them, you know, and, and to... to, to uh, explain to them, you know, uh, this is God's heart and this is the way that God uh, wants us to treat people. But I just encourage you, I, I, I've got four kids. My oldest is 14 and my and my youngest is five. And, and these uh, struggles and these challenges that you're going through with your five-year-old son, um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty normal at, at this age. And it's a, it's a long road of endurance, of, of commitment on our part as parents uh, to give them the loving uh, instruction and, and correction over a long period and, and trusting that it's going to yield that peaceable fruit of righteousness. And it does bring us to the end of ourselves and really depending upon the Lord, uh, you know, and, and saying, Lord, I, I need you uh, to really give me strength, to fill me with the power of your Holy Spirit uh, to, to help me uh, to be able to do this over, over, over the long haul. Um, so is that helpful at all? It is. It is helpful. Um, but I might as well also ask you another question. So all yeah. the toys are taken away, and I'm sick and tired of spanking him. And I, I literally made him write. What can I? What can you do to punish a five year old when he'll literally play with an empty bottle of shampoo? Like I can't. I. What do you do? How do you punish someone that's so intelligent and just flat out rebellious? Like you take away his toys and he'll play with the dirt. You can't right. take away dirt because then you just look like a jerk. I got this right, Love and Logic, right. or uh, this CD audio training program or whatever called right. Love and Logic yeah. for kids or whatever. Um, yeah. But can, yeah, how do you, can how do, I, actually better yet, how do you discipline, how, how would you discipline your five-year-old if he has all his toys taken away, and you, you, you literally, you've tried everything to discipline him. How do you discipline a kid that literally has nothing left to take away? How do you chasten him? Yeah, I, sometimes you do run out of tools, you know, in your in your toolbox as as a as a parent and and as a dad, and I think this is where the endurance comes in. Uh, you 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 keep with it and you stick with it and you you remain consistent. And the hard part is is when they're really acting up, is it's hard to keep pouring in the love. But you want to keep giving the inf- the affection. You know, give giving him hugs, letting him know you love him, spending time with him. Uh, you know, one of the things that I really hold on to a lot is something called the checkbook theory. Your bank account, you know, you you can't just make withdrawals. Uh, you've also got to make deposits. And so the withdrawal is, hey, buddy, you lost all your toys. Hey, I, I you know, I have having to bring a loving correction in, in, in your life. But then we've got to keep giving the deposits too with. Hey, buddy, come sit down. Let's 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 read a story. Let's let's play catch. You know, let let's you know. Let me give you a hug. And, and so it's hard as a as a dad. You're like, man, I, all I feel like I'm doing is disciplining and, and keep up with that. Don't don't give up. But at the same time, look where you can give the the those deposits and 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 encourage. Uh, but my biggest encouragement to you is is don't give up keep going it's a long haul um and 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 keep keep doing what you're doing and trust that god's going to use it over time and then well that that, it definitely does help it just uh yeah yeah, you know you when you're married you have to co-parent and when you're uh, and when you're the stepdad and you've known the kids since he was one and a half 
at the end of the day, you know deep down in your heart, you don't, you're not going to get the last say. But I know that you're almost done, so thank you so much. You can go ahead yeah. and wrap it let up. Me, let me, I'm gonna hey, Adam, I'm going to pray for you too. So, okay. Lord, I just thank you for thank you for Adam. Lord, I thank you that uh, you have blessed him with his son. And God, I just ask in Jesus' name uh, that you would, would intervene. It's been a tough week, a tough three days, and uh, that you would give Adam your strength and his wife, uh, and that you would just work in the heart of his son. And I, as a parent, we're, we're totally dependent upon you. So God, would you strengthen Adam and would you bless him? Uh, thanks for his willingness to call and be transparent. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so kindly. You bet. God bless you, Adam. Thanks for calling. I'll continue to do so. Thank you. Okay. Yep, you bet. Bye-bye. Looks like uh, we've got just a few more moments here, so I'm going to grab a few texts. Um, Hello, this is Michael from Greeley. How can you explain the love of money as I notice that all daily activities turn around money? How can we work or study? Uh, so when love of money is described in Scripture, uh, it's the attitude towards money. So money in and of itself is is not evil, but it's uh, have I made it an idol? Is it the source of my affection, and what, is it what I'm uh, longing for? And so it's it's speaking to the condition of the heart. Uh, but there's other places in Scripture that tell us to be stewards of of money. It belongs to the Lord, and we have to use it. We have to pay our bills. We've got to got to go to work. And so having money, using money, being wise with money, giving money, uh, that's not evil. It's its the condition of my heart and the attitude uh, of my heart. So hopefully that's uh, helpful to you as well. Um, one last uh, prayer request here. Can you please pray for me? I believe that the Lord's calling me to serve in Israel. So let's pray for this. Lord, we just thank you for this listener that's feeling called to to serve in Israel. I just pray that you would open up doors for them and encourage them, continue to confirm uh, their calling. And we, we know that uh, you're doing a work in Israel and, and you love uh, the nation of Israel. And so, Lord, if it's your will, would you open up doors uh, for them uh, to be able to serve there? Well, gang, we're out of time for today. Thanks for joining me. God bless you. I hope you have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.